Welcome to another episode of On the Line. My name is Christina Kay. And I'm Joe Mullings. Welcome aboard. And we're going to be talking about everybody's favorite subject. Especially in the summer. Especially in the summer. Oh, well, in this hemisphere. Yeah. Right. In this hemisphere. Yeah. Yeah. Right. That mixed me up always. When I used to go to Brazil, it's opposite. But it's not cold, is it? Uh, Southern Brazil. Uh-huh. Cold-er. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, right. or Floridian. Yeah, so winter was summer, and summer was winter. So. Oh, oh, that's, that's Alexa. A, that's Alexa. <laughs> Hi, Alexa. She's tuning in. Hello. Ask her the question you asked earlier. Oh, Alexa, do you work for the government? No, I work for Amazon. Same thing. <laughs> Same thing. We can. We can. <laughs> She's not lying. That's smart, though. That's it pretty is. smart. Anyway. Vacations. Uh, vacations, right? We never said the word. Yeah. Vacation. No, holidays. No. Not vacation. PTO. PTO. Paid time off. You're right. Yeah, okay. That makes sense. Because it's not always vacation when you right. take Sometimes that time. Sometimes it's vacation. I love staycations. So I, we were talking about, even in my short career, I've noticed a shift in, in the rhetoric around paid time off in the United States. I've also worked abroad, which has very different rhetoric about it, which is uh, nice. But it seems like, you know, we're, we're a country that's known for having no uh, federalized vacation policy, right? Whereas other countries have a minimum uh, mandate that's that's dictated by the government. We don't have one. So it's up to the, the uh, companies independently to determine what they think is appropriate. And oftentimes it is zero, nothing. Where? In many companies, there's zero in the, in the United States. Absolutely. Uh, white collar. No, but perhaps others. Yeah. 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 Whereas, you know, in Iceland, it's whatever, 40 days, no matter what you're a burger flipper, you're a surgeon, it's minimum, right? Uh, we don't have those, those regulations. So you, and you'll see a lot of corporations in America. I know almost all the ones I've worked for have like a week just for the first year or after the first year, you have a week. Or 10 days and then Classically, you add. it's um, in your first five years in a professional environment, mm -hmm. it's uh, 10 days, which is two weeks. Mm -hmm. After five years, it goes to three. Uh, and most organizations uh, will cap out at four. Uh, that's usually the top end is four weeks paid. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's in the past. We're seeing a change in that right now, though. Yeah. So what is that change? Uh, I, I think now, other than salary, uh, which has been moving quite a bit in, in all regions of the country. And again, I'm referring to uh, professional white collar. What right? do you mean moving? It's It's been moving up. Oh. So wages have been moving up tremendously, especially if you're in the tech side, software, electronics, uh, anything like that. And, and that's and, just competition driving market or? It's a number of things. So it's supply demand, mm -hmm. right? So the super smart um, software people, double E people, marketing people. What has happened is that's been driven up by two ways. One wages. And the second one is more and more companies are becoming in incredibly profitable. So you've got what's called restricted stock units, and then you've got options. So example, and I know this, this is factual because we recruit a lot of the Facebook people. Haha. -ha. Um, those people might be on a 220 to 240 base on the software side, and their variable comp is $200,000. Hmm. So what's happening, you can get away with that in a publicly traded company because of our issues and options. Private companies, or the small emerging technologies, have to match that in order to get best in class. 
So you'll see the 220 base, and then you'll see them cobble their way to a variable that is not RSUs or options because it's not a publicly traded company. So that's one of uh, the drivers to pushing up salary, and that's regional. You'll see that in New York. You'll see that in Boston. You'll see it a little bit in the Jersey-Philly corridor. You'll see it in, in Bay Area for sure. That's the real driver. And then you'll see it in Southern Cal. And then right behind comp is paid time off in those mm -hmm. areas. This is anecdotal, but I was just reading an article about how uh, uh, double-income families earning $120,000 a year are now considered low-income in the Bay in Area. That's crazy. Yeah. I never thought I, I remember when I was a kid thinking like, oh my God, so-and-so's parents make $100,000? That is so much money. And now it's- Well, way back then, it might have been a lot of money <laughs> in the Bay Area. I'm not that old. Well. Oh, in the Bay Area. Yeah. In the yeah. Bay Area. It's definitely yeah. a, a flux there. Yeah. Um, so PTO is becoming- a, uh, a, a large component in, in our experience, uh, you know, on the phone every day with people in Boston, in the Bay, uh, and even LA, after an inquiry about what the role pays, it typically will move to what's the PTO. Mm -hmm. And we're seeing organizations expand their PTO and there are, the first movers right now are also having unlimited PTO. Yeah, what does that mean? It means unlimited PTO. It really does. You know, if you think about California, it's the most liberal state for uh, uh, pregnancy leave or maternal paternal uh, uh, leave, right? And it, I think it's, hey, Alexa, what is the uh, pregnancy policy in the state of California for time off? Sorry, I don't know that. Hi, Alexa. What's California's policy for maternity leave? Here's something I found on Wikipedia. Maternity leave in the United States is regulated by U.S. labor law. Did that answer your question? What about California? Which location was that? This I'm best with a specific city in California. Mountain View. In Mountain View, California. It's 74 degrees Fahrenheit with clear <laughs> skies and sun. She's Today, brilliant. She's totally works for the government. She totally works for the government. And a low of 59 degrees. No more, Alexa. Um, so it's a pretty liberal state. And, and, and with that, companies are moving towards PTO being unlimited. Mm -hmm. I think that comes back to who you're hiring. If I think within reason, you'll, you'll get people who will do four to six weeks. And uh, that's really acceptable. Mm -hmm. When you start to abuse it, I think that's symptomatic of probably even performance issues. You'll probably end up losing your job because you're not performing well. I think there's a balance there. And companies are hedging their bet that people will do the right thing. And I think they always do. And the people who really abuse it, their teammates will get upset at them, I believe, and I've seen, before the executives do. And then it'll become a self-governing policy, and those people just will be pushed out. And when you're on the phone with candidates, how appealing is something like unlimited PTO? It's pretty appealing because if you think about it, you can work it backwards if you wanted to just do it with math. Um, let's say somebody's at a two. Let's make the math easy for me because my brain <laughs> isn't that good. Let's say let's say you make um, four thousand dollars a week on fifty-two weeks. Right. So what is that? That's two hundred eight thousand dollars. Right. And if somebody's making a move and they're moving from a three week policy 
to an unlimited policy, you could arguably say, listen, you're actually making three more weeks salary, which is $15,000 more a year because you're not going to have to work, but you're still going to get paid. Mm -hmm. And that's a reasonable argument to make. And people will use that the other way and say, currently I have four weeks vacation. I'm going to ABC company. I'm only getting three and I do want to go there. But do you think you can ask them for more uh, a one more week compensation from in the to offer. To make up the difference. To make up the difference. Yeah, that makes sense. Those are just numbers. Those are just numbers. But again, that's if you're looking for evidence, right? So we we make decisions emotionally, justify them logically. Mm-hmm. So if you want the job and one of the benefits is PTO or it's an even Steven at the offer stage or close and somebody's PTO, people also view that as a cultural mindset. Right. Right. Which we just talked about culture. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and, and what do you think as a, when you're sort of identifying these demarcators of culture, how would you pitch, uh, that culture as it relates to paid time off and their policies? You know, I'm glad you asked that question. That wasn't a plant, by the way, <laughs> we, we're in an evaluation right now here at the Mullings group of moving to unlimited PTO. And we're doing it for a couple of reasons. One is I think it really is indicative of who we are culturally and what we're moving to, number one. Um, Number two, I think people who see that won't necessarily take advantage of it, but then they'll start looking deeper into your additional benefits. Like here we have a killer 401k, killer retirement plan. Um, When people need tools here, they're like, I need this, and we never ask what they cost. So I think what that does is it sort of a gateway for you to continue to look deeper and deeper Mm -hmm. into what are the other benefits. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's one reason. But our hiring process here is pretty intense. So I never worry about somebody getting in, taking advantage of that. Mm -hmm. And my floor and the rest of the people who work here, if somebody did abuse it, they would let that person know that that's not cool because you're leaving us all hung out to dry because we're counting on you to carry your end of the load. Right. So I, I'm, I'm a huge fan of it. I wouldn't have been a fan of it five years ago, honestly. Yeah. I, I mean, I know there's a lot of like sociological research being done about millennials in the workplace. Like we're Moby Dick. Um, but what do you mean Moby Dick? Or the great white whale or whatever. We are this un, unattainable workforce that mm. cannot be tamed, cannot be had, cannot be figured out. I know, you know what I read online and, and I'm sure that you could probably confirm this to a certain extent. Millennials are just a little harder to pin down, uh, to commit to companies for longer periods of time, to... Um, I think there's two sides to that argument, honestly. I think the other side is maybe they don't know really what they want yet. Yeah. I mean, but I think, you know, sociological research has shown that, in general, my generation prefers and values experiences over commodities, right? 100%, and And we're... 100% you know, killing this market or killing that, whatever, we're being blamed for all that stuff. But it's just, we just don't want those things or need those things. And instead, I think we're, we're, you'll see millennials invest a lot more time and money into things like vacation. And so I think this shift in paid time off is probably a direct response to that. Um, uh, oh, it's totally a benefit that people are putting on the table. I don't think that suddenly companies got religion. Mm-hmm. I don't. I, I think there are some that are now being driven by 30 somethings Uh, and like a Richard Branson, you know, who's indexing in his sixties probably who I think would have done it either way. Uh, That's a mindset, but I think most of the moves are for competition. Mm -hmm. I think it's important that you're, and especially that's why in the Bay area, you're going to, you're seeing it quickly 
bam, bam, bam. I mean, they're all moving to it because the second that somebody from HR hears that they lost an offer because somebody else had unlimited PTO and they hear it again, then they move to switch the policy because the battle for talent out there is, and Boston now, is so intense mm-hmm. that they have to do these things to stay at market. And if you're not doing that right now, all my peeps uh, who are running organizations, large and startups in Boston and San Fran, which are two biggest markets, I would really recommend you be a first mover on that. And I mean, the other side of the argument that I've heard to the unlimited pay time off is that, especially in a place like San Francisco where people work pretty long hours, pretty long days, it's infamous for its its work culture, um, that the the mid the unlimited pay time off is sort of a misnomer. That that you could, in theory, take unlimited days off, but the opportunity to do so would almost never prevent, present itself. Um, and that's sort of a gripe. So it, it contrast mm, that. I don't know. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna no, I I don't think the San Fran market is beating people up. My experiences with all the startups out there is nobody's redlining it all day long. I think I, I honestly believe it's a very quiet simmer out in San Fran and the dozens of startups I'm in, here's what I see. They get in early, but they have a really nice balanced day all day long, like two hour lunches, rock climbing, right? right. right? And then they might roll out of there at 7.30, 8 o'clock at night. So they are giving a 12 hour day. But then when I move to my New York City companies, those New York City companies have clicked it up to a nine infringing on a red line 10 mm-hmm. from seven in the morning till eight or nine at night. And what they're doing is just paying the money to um, sort of remedy the person on that. Mm-hmm. Right. So I think a lot of it is regional as well. Yeah. I mean, I think like on a day to day thing, that's kind of micro, but on a macro level, because the markets are so competitive, because tech moves so fast, there's really not a lot of opportunity to take a break. But if you contrast that to um, you maybe some European uh, pay time off policies where it's a given, you know, I can say when I worked in Berlin, if I was in the office at 5.04, my boss was like, get out. No, You're going to cost thing. us a fortune. It's a cultural thing. You know, and if I didn't take my vacation, they were like, you you don't understand. Like, if you don't take this by January 1st, we get a, we get a fine. Yeah. So you have to do this. Yeah. It's we force so having that kind of relationship with your company, they know to expect that you're going to take that time off. They know when exactly, and so it made it really easy for me to say, okay, well, I'm going to Poland for a week, and then and I go I to France. It, I, I, and I, and I think it's true. I, I don't think there's any hypocrites in the states. I'm just saying that I, I don't think they're doing it as their first move for wanting to be benevolent. I mm-hmm. think it's competitive. competitive. And then secondly, I don't think you'll, I don't think anybody will look at you if you take six weeks in the U.S. I think if you start taking eight, you're going to, it speaks to your ability to get promoted in your career. Cause I'm not going to sit here and say that, oh, nobody will hold that against you. It does. I don't care who you are. And I don't care if you work 80 hour weeks steady and then take eight weeks. I think people are going to remember the eight weeks and not the 80 hours right or wrong. That's how people are going to be. Um, I, I, I just think that in the States, you will start to see more and more PTO in the highly competitive, um, un, un, uh, you know, unlimited PTO in the highly competitive markets. Mm-hmm. You just are. And then in other markets where they really do work their tails off, like finance, you could offer them 15 weeks holiday. They're not going to take it. Right. Because when you're in that business, you miss a week, you miss so much money. And there are so many people behind you wanting to take your job. Right, right. 
so a lot of it will depend on the industry that you're in as well. I'm sure that's probably pretty similar for recruiters. A week off your desk is potentially... But you're punishing yourself. Nobody's waiting behind you to take your job. Right, right. Right. So that's the thing is, you know, and, but, you know, one of the things that it happened by accident here, well, maybe not. We had somebody in the organization who uh, one of their kids was born with a, a major issue and she had almost six months off almost all paid in full. Mm-hmm. And we just had somebody else in the organization who had been diagnosed with something terrible and was off for a couple months and full-time paid. Um, and that's a choice you make because when you work so hard to hire the right people that you need to do the right thing when it's perceived to be to your advantage or not to your advantage. And then also you think about the retention issue. Right. And then you think about the message it sends of safety to the rest of the organization And then it has you then think about, wait, how can I continue to stretch the envelope for everybody's benefit? And really, those those events are what made me think about um, offering more to the people who give me so much. Mm -hmm. And so mine isn't for competition because my people won't abuse it, Mm -hmm. right? So then it's easy for me to do. It really is. I mean, I'm not being benevolent. I'm just being like, this is just a smart thing to do. Mm -hmm. Has a client ever called you and said... So and so is that we place together is taking too much time off. Not yet. Not yet. Right. <laughs> I, I've had them call me and tell me um, they're not doing so well. Yeah. <laughs> right. But I haven't had a complaint about time off yet. No. Yeah, and actually, I, this is a little bit tangential, but uh, what happens if you're switching a job? And you have already scheduled vacation time with your old job and you have a vacation plan, but you have to start this other job. Happens a lot. Yeah. And it must be really awkward and uncomfortable. No, no. no what we, at least for us, and here's some guidance, right? We didn't give a lot of advice today. We're sort of talking about where the industry is moving, but here's the advice is, um, when you're going into your final interview, uh, you've got a couple choices or you can wait to the offer. Both are fine. Um, if you have holiday scheduled, uh, accept the offer. Uh, but in the conversation before you accept the offer, say, look, I've had something booked. Um, I've had it booked for like two months now. Here's the dates. I know the vacation policy has me earning 1.25 days per month. Um, I'm more than happy to bar it against future holiday or unpaid PTO. Um, is that okay? I have never, and, and I'll tell you in the last year, we've probably had eight to 10 of those. Um, I have never had a offer adjusted, um, not played uh, because of that ever, Mm. ever. When you get that level, if somebody were going to pull an offer and that, or not pay somebody, then that's why I'm saying do it before you accept the offer. Because if you get some aggravation on that, you really need to have a second look at that organization. Right. Right. But you can do that. You absolutely can do that. You should do that. You owe it to the company. You shouldn't lose any sleep over it. Um, I will tell you though, that I probably wouldn't disclose it until, um, you got the offer. Uh-huh. That and the, co- the company's okay with that? Yeah. Because I, I don't think companies have a problem with it. That's mm-hmm. my point. Yeah. I don't think you're hiding anything. Um, but I just, I think it's a little presumptuous to tell somebody that before they're ready to make you an offer. Yeah. That's all I mean. That I, how convenient would it be with this new unlimited PTO when you're like, well, great. Would love to take the role. FYI. 
first month, I'm in Hawaii. I haven't checked um, most of the policy, but I will tell you, our firm probably would say after your first year here, it's unlimited PTO. Mm -hmm. And it's only, I would only do that not because I'm waiting for somebody to abuse it, because if they make it through the interview process, then they abuse it. I picked the wrong person. In your first year in our organization, uh, extended time off severely hampers your ability to get to where you need to be in your first year. Mm -hmm. So we'll... I'll put it in as a poison pill for somebody to keep them from killing themselves. Mm-hmm. You know, on the PTO, right now it's regional. My guidance to people looking at uh, opportunities is if that's important to you, ask early. Uh, but also be careful on how you ask that question. So when you're with HR, and that's an HR question, by the way, it's not for the person you're, who's the hiring manager and reporting to, it's an HR question. You better position it properly because it can be taken the wrong way. Um, not that it's super important to me, um, but it is a component I'm considering as I look at all of my opportunities. Would you mind sharing with me uh, your uh, PTO, your paid time off policy, and all your other benefits? So put it in the, in the benefits thing because all HR has a fly sheet to give you. And so I would ask for that early in the process. And then it declares itself right there. You were saying that, that PTO is, is maybe second to salary, and I, I'm pretty surprised by that. I would have thought it would have been retirement or 401k. Do you think that's shifting culturally? Do you think that- Oh, gosh, yeah. Yeah. Well, again, San Fran, you don't have any money to save on your 401k. <laughs> so people are not contributing to their 401k. They have, there was, I saw that same study. They gave the most, I think the 12 most expensive cities, and there's a negative deficit at $120,000 a month on earnings. So every month you're in the red. So there's no money to put on 401k, mm-hmm. right? That's a whole nother uh, conversation uh, on, on what does that mean 30 years from now for all these people, right? Because very few of them, if any, are going to make a home run in a startup market out there. You know, romantically, it's not going to happen. So um, I think that PTO is definitely number two behind salary. Yeah. In, again, those markets, San Fran, LA, Boston, and New York, number two. Yeah. Well, maybe... Maybe that's a mistake, but <laughs> you know everything costs, whether it's now or ten years from now. Mm-hmm. And so, and again, that's one more thing before we head out. You always kind of—it's about balance. Mm-hmm. You know, if if you're going to a job and indexing towards it because you want paid time off and it's a major driver, just do everything in balance when you make your decisions, mm-hmm. right? right? Just everything in balance. You know, it's so I don't know. I you know I I come from old school, right? I don't know if and that's my problem. I don't know if I've ever taken two weeks off in a year, but then I never go to work every day to be corny. I really don't. Mm -hmm. You guys know that. I mean, this is, I, I would do this before I took time off. Right. You came back from, we were like, oh, we're so jealous. Joe's in Sedona. Sedona is so beautiful. And Joe comes back earlier. We're like, what? (laughs) But it makes sense. Yeah. That's why I'm lucky. I'm one Mm -hmm. of the few. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, PTO holiday coming up on summer. If you got one coming up, enjoy it on me. Yeah. What's a summer vacation? I don't remember anymore. We live in Florida, so summer is like... All the time. Yeah, and also not... We were just lamenting the end of, of the perfect winter time. Like, the winter here is just... It's such a treat. And you're so spoiled that when the summer comes... Many people would think this is lovely, no matter what. But when you're from Florida, this is when you gripe about the weather, where other people gripe about the weather when they're shoveling snow. Yeah, and, and again, one of the things that 
we forget is like it's Friday off all the time in the Northeast because they only have 12 good Fridays. Right. Right. right? And so, you know, and when they get out and play golf, right? So mm-hmm. when people are like, oh, I got a day off, I'm like, that's because they have to go out when the weather's nice. The weather's nice all year long here. And right. I'm not sure in the summer here you want a Friday off to sweat. Right, like right. The, you know? You're better in the AC. It's free here. I'm not paying right. for the AC in this right. world. Right. <laughs> anyway, that was another episode of On the Line. My name is Christina Kay. I'm Joe Mullings, and we will see you soon. Thanks. Thanks.